The What's This Full House Edition podcast is part of the What's This Edition podcast network, where you can check out other great shows like the What's This Disney Edition podcast, where Amy and Savannah go really deep into the Walt Disney collection from start to finish. So check out those other great shows on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and other really great platforms. Thank you so much for listening. I am on a mission of sorts to go through every Full House episode in order and break it all down to give you the full feel of what Full House is all about. From character analysis to even a psychological breakdown, I am determined to get through all eight seasons of this phenomenal show. As always, I am your host, Amy, and thanks for joining me and becoming a part of my Full House family. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the What's This Full House Edition podcast. As always, I am your host, Amy, and I hope you guys had a great Christmas or holiday, and and I hope you had a great New Year, and here we are. And uh, today we are going to be doing episode 18 called Just One of the Guys. This one aired on March the 4th, 1988. It was written and produced by Lenny Rips, who we're very familiar with here. And it was directed by Lee Shallot, who I believe we have seen on another episode before. So here we have just a little description here. So after a member of the family comes to visit, DJ feels left out of the pack and she tries to fit in. So very simple topic, but let me tell you right now, this episode is chalked full to the brim, flowing over the top of so many different things. And it's going to be really fun because this episode has these little things that you notice. And knowing my brain, I have to pick everything apart and create several theories about everything. You know me. First, it was, you know, how, how like Joey's um, imaginary brother is his mannequin, Leon. But then we find out his name is Manny. But Joey's got all these psychological issues. I, I don't know. You know, you got to listen to the other episodes to really figure this out. But this one's got so many and it's trust me, trust me. Okay. Do you trust me? Here we go. <clears throat> we start off in the kitchen where Jesse and Joey are holding Michelle and getting her measurements for an outfit that grandma is going to make her I totally forgot about this completely. Just finished watching the episode. This scene I totally forgot existed altogether. So they determine that Michelle's measurements are 18 inches all the way around her chest, her belly, and her hips. And Joey jokes that they're the same measurements as her father, which is Danny. And so, you know, Danny's measurements, he's joking that Danny is very thin. So as they entertain Michelle, we see DJ and Kimmy coming down the stairs. Yay. Kimmy is back. You know me. I love a good Kimmy cameo. 
So there we go. We're in the living room now, and Kimmy invites DJ to go to a church bake sale. But DJ says she's waiting for her cousin, Steve. So someone that she hasn't seen in two years. Mind you, this cousin, Steve, has not been mentioned at all. The only other cousin that we have any kind of knowledge of is Cousin Ed from episode 11, The Big 3-0, when they're in the living room and Danny sees this guy and goes, oh, Cousin Ed, and gives him a big hug. Who's Cousin Ed? Remember that? Remember, I was like, who's that? But never do we see Cousin Ed again. And we never heard of Cousin Steve before this. So Kimmy still insists that DJ come to the bake sale with her since she has made the three wise men out of strudel, which is highly impressive for 11-year-old to make. Wow. Maybe Kimmy is like a secret baker or something. Okay. So DJ then states that Steve is like her big brother, yet... We have never heard of him, seen him, but her saying this has some real-life implications that we will get to. Just keep that in mind that DJ considers Steve like her big brother. Okay. So, obviously, though, if you've seen this episode before, you'll know already. So DJ goes on to say to Kimmy that Steve has glasses and braces and zits. And Kimmy then calls him a geek burger with cheese. Best insult that you can call somebody because then they're totally thrown off guard. Okay, so Kimmy grabs her stuff and heads towards the door. As she's about to leave, the front door opens and Stephanie stands there, introduces Steve he peeks into the door, showing the audience that is, he is a famous star. I'm not going to tell you who until the very end, because unless you already know. But it's a famous person, like a real-life famous person. And the audience, you know, goes crazy clapping and woo, whooping and all this. So I'm not going to get into what I just wrote here, because that'll give it away. So then he walks in and Kimmy and DJ look at him and he says, greetings from Baltimore. So who else? Okay, this is part of it, guys. Let's do some CSI investigations, okay? So who else in the Tanner family is from Maryland? No one that, that we know of so far, that I know of so far. So it's interesting that they chose that location. I'm just wondering why. So DJ stands there and asks Steve what happened to his glasses. Said he got contacts. What happened to his braces? Well, he got them off. What happened to all his zits? zits? And he said they cleared up. So Kimmy just thinks he's an absolute hunk. So she accidentally slams the door right in front of Danny's face. So Danny comes in and confronts it, but nothing actually comes of it. He's like, Kimmy, do you realize you just slammed the door in my face? And Kimmy's like, like so distracted by Steve's looks that she just does not care. So they walk over to the alcove to drop off Steve's stuff. And Danny talks about how Steve is being offered 
a baseball scholarship from Stanford. Stanford University. Stanford University. <clears throat> Later on in Full House, that becomes DJ's dream college. So here is a partial theory. Why is DJ's dream college Stanford University? Is it because she is on the hunt to find Steve after all these years? Who knows? Ooh. So Kimmy is still drooling over Steve and he turns around to say that they haven't met. And Stephanie's the one who actually ends up introducing Kimmy to him since Kimmy can't speak since she's so blinded by Steve's good looks. Okay, so she jokes with DJ and asks her, how did she make it all the way to the fifth grade? So she jokes like, oh, like Kimmy's an idiot. But she then calls out for Jesse and Joey. She walks into the kitchen, but the boys come out from this from the back side of the kitchen, the back way into the kitchen, and they're holding Michelle. So they were in there with Michelle, and then they came through the back side. They immediately know who Cousin Steve is, but he states that Danny has told him all about Jesse and Joey. So he goes on to guess who is who, and he somehow, in some parallel universe, Twilight Zone, guesses wrongly thinks Joey is Jesse and Jesse is Joey. And I just do not understand how one can do that. One of them is wearing a, a, a colorful, bright t-shirt. The other one is dressed like a motorcycle rocker. Like, how do you incorrectly? Mm. Anyway, Danny then corrects him. And then he is introduced to Michelle. So now we know Michelle was born between the time he was there two years ago and now because obviously Michelle is not two yet. Probably very close to it. So Michelle must have been born shortly after Steve visited the first time. But Michelle is not impressed with Steve. And then DJ comes by and says she's planned out their whole weekend and that on that specific afternoon she had planned for them to go ice skating but Steve feels like he wants to play basketball and of course all the guys get excited so keep that in mind that Jesse is very excited about playing basketball but in a future episode we see Jesse's real true colors when it comes to playing basketball. One of, one of my top 10 favorite episodes. And we will get there on that. But DJ is excited too, but Danny then tells her that someone has to stay home and watch Stephanie and Michelle. She's bummed about this, of course, but she does it. And Kimmy ends up staying and helping DJ babysit. I thought she this is where I got a little confused because DJ ends up staying at the house with DJ to babysit and completely blows off her bake sale that she was dying to go to because she made this wise man out of strudel. So I thought she had this bake sale to go to and she might just be more obsessed with Steve than we think because obviously eventually Steve and the boys are going to come back from playing basketball and Steve is going to be in the house. So Kimmy 
obviously has to stick around to be around him. It's just, it's super curious to me. So DJ is planning on having lunch with Steve and then she go, she's going to show him pictures of them at Thanksgiving two years ago. This is where it gets really, really good, guys. <clears throat> Buckle up, because this is going to be bumpy. So, whose kid is Steve? Who are Steve's parents? I cannot figure this out. And so I did like a, a little bit of research here. Um, actually a lot. <laughs> Sorry. In the Full House fandom wiki page, it says his parents are only named Uncle and Aunt Tanner. Interesting. We know in later seasons that Danny only had one sister, but she never got married or had kids. So Steve is familiar with the family, but we've never seen him before, nor will we see him again, sadly. So here I'm going to go and throw out my own conclusion on this. Based on the info, we already know. Evidence, people. Evidence. I believe that he was maybe, and bear with me here, maybe born of a Tanner relative, an unnamed relative, that then gave him up for adoption, stay with me, and was adopted by some people in Baltimore. Then he went on the search for his real family and found the Tanners in San Francisco and visited for Thanksgiving two years before he comes this time, which I believe, keyword, I believe, the reason he's coming this time is that his dad recently moved out and that may have caused some serious issues with him and he wanted to be around people that he saw as one big happy family since he clearly no longer had one in Baltimore. And now he's saying goodbye in a closure type way since he's going to Stanford on that baseball scholarship and will never see them again. How's that? That's my theory and I'm sticking to it. That is my conclusion of this. So I told my mom this, okay? And of course, we go back and forth. We play on each other's opinions. So my mom is also a very good, um, she goes by what we already know as well. So she told me, let's go by what we know. His name is Steve. He's 17 years old. He's a cousin. He's got a baseball scholarship. His father is now not in the picture. He used to look like a nerd. He loves sports and he has a desire to be near family. He used to be close to DJ and has visited before. This is what my mother told me and I quote, 
I don't think you can answer who his parents are or even what side of the family he's on. I'm not sure if they say where he comes from, but you might be able to say he went to college for sports and make the connection that Danny was a sportscaster and maybe Steve was on his side of the family. Interesting theory, Mom. Interesting opinion. Okay. So at this point, I would love to challenge you to come up with your own backstory on Steve. And I want to hear this, guys. I really do. I want to I hear your opinion, your conclusion, if you agree with my theory or my mom's theory. I want to hear your own. I want you to make up a backstory on Steve. I want to hear these. And I want you to email me your thoughts at fullhousepodcast.com. Zero one at gmail.com. And this should be super interesting to see where this whole thing goes. Now, let's get back to the episode. Kimmy asks, how long is Steve is going to be staying at the house for? And the answer is three to four days. So Stephanie brings in the sandwich that she, she brings over the sandwiches that all the girls had made. She steals one to hide it for herself. Because the boys come back and they grab all the plates of food. They decide they're going to go watch basketball on TV. And then Stephanie pulls out her saved sandwich and they join the boys in the living room. Danny and Steve discuss basketball. Basketball is a big old fat topic in this episode. So I did my own research. Of course I did. What else is new about this particular game that they're watching on TV? Because, you know, I got to I got to pull out all these inconsistencies if there's if there is any. So the game that actually aired on this day, March the 4th, 1988, was the Celtics versus the Los Angeles Clippers. In Joey and Jesse's conversation, they mentioned two names, Bird and Magic. And if you know anything at all about basketball, they are referring to Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. But according to the internet, which everything on the internet is uh, true, so um, yeah, Magic Johnson played for the Lakers. Also, I got inside information um, from my (coughs) husband. About this. Anyway, so in 1988, and Larry Bird played for the Celtics in 1988. So only one of these comments is correct concerning one of the players. But that is as far as my research took me. Okay, back to the episode. Okay, Joey and Jesse get into predicting the gameplay so Joey can win some money. So far, he's won $2 from Jesse for being right about his prediction. But Stephanie calls him out for not knowing all that stuff when they watched that game this morning. So now Joey is busted. Michelle then starts to cry, so Danny gets up to attend to her. But Steve insists that he go. But Danny knows that Steve has no experience with an infant whatsoever, and Danny tells DJ to go help. So she goes, and Danny explains to Jesse and Joey that ever since Steve's dad moved out, he hasn't had a lot of guy time. So that gives a little more background on Steve. He's desperate for guy time here. Then we see Steve go into Michelle's room, greet her, and asks her questions. 
DJ comes in and asks him if he's okay. Steve says, your dad's great. Let me say that again. Your dad's great. In every sense of the word. Oh, brother. <clears throat> Would this be a sign of him wishing Danny was his dad too? Dun, dun, dun. DJ then states that I'm glad you're back. But Steve kind of disregards this statement altogether. Maybe because this will be the last time he sees her and knows it. DJ does a quick little training course with Steve on how to change a diaper. So he practices on this stuffed monkey by the changing table. They talk a little bit and DJ invites him to go ice skating the next day. But... He says that Danny is taking him to a Warriors game, which there was a Warriors game the next day in real life, according to the basketballreference.com. The Warriors played the Portland Trailblazers and lost by six points. But the Warriors game did not take place in San Francisco. It took place in Portland. So if they were really going to go to this Warriors game, they would have had to drive to Portland. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. DJ is now disappointed about him not going with her the next day and then says, we can go tomorrow. After he just told her that they were going to go to a Warriors game, then she says, we can go tomorrow. Again, this is literally a blooper. She missed her line, and apparently no one noticed because it was kept in. She then goes on to say that while they are all at the mall, which there was never talk about them going to the mall anyway, maybe there's an ice rink at the mall. I don't know. But they can also go see a movie and get pizza, and mentions that her friend Jennifer is having a boy-girl party. So who is Jennifer? I've never heard of this Jennifer before in my lifetime. Oh, good grief. Who's Jennifer? I don't know. Maybe the world will never know who Jennifer is. Ridiculous. Okay. Steve goes on to say that he's going to be pretty busy the whole time he's there. He says he has some colleges he's going to look at. Oh, my word. Didn't they already say that he has a scholarship from Stanford University? I mean, like, come on now. Who even would look at other colleges if you've already gotten a scholarship from Stanford? But on that note, I'm going to take a short break and I will be right back right after this. All right. Well, welcome back. So let's continue here. I mean, he was offered that scholarship, right, from Stanford. I mean, I don't know why he's going to go look at other colleges. What a waste. What a waste. So Danny then enters the room really to let Steve know the Bullets are playing the Pistons, which the only game the Bullets played against the Pistons was not on this day, but was actually the very next day, March 5th, 1988. Anyways, 
Danny asks DJ if she has any plans for tomorrow afternoon. Of course she did, but she says, not anymore. Danny turns around to tell Steve that they are all going to the park to play some touch football. Steve is excited about Danny's plan, but seconds before this, he was turning down time with DJ. So it's very clear here that Steve wants to spend as much time with Danny as possible. Maybe he sees Danny as a second dad in a way and will do what he wants just to spend time with them. The guys leave and Danny tells him that after the game, which he means this Warrior game, since we know Danny is a sportscaster and works primarily with the Warriors, that he's going to introduce Steve to the whole team. So are they going to the Warriors game or are they going to the park to play touch football? I, I, I don't understand what... They're making plans atop of plans for the same day. I don't get it. So we're now back in the nursery and DJ is talking to Michelle. DJ thinks he doesn't, Steve doesn't care about her anymore. And she thinks that you're nothing unless you're one of the guys. So now we have a little bit of a scene change here. So Jesse and Joey are moving the furniture around in the living room to give DJ a lesson in touch football. Also, where did Kimmy go? She just disappeared. She's not, she's not here anymore. Why, where, where'd Kimmy go? I don't know. So lesson number one, football. That's how they say it in the episode. Lesson two, sheer intensity. So Jay, Jesse and Joey look at each other with this sheer intensity and they both break character and start laughing at each other. But they make it seem like it's part of the scene. But I could bet you anything it wasn't supposed to be. So they teach her a play and Joey goes, just runs all over the place and leaves the room. Jesse is now waiting for him to come back. But Joey took a pit stop in the kitchen and comes back with a sandwich that he then accidentally spikes on the floor instead of the football. Then they do a little victory dance and DJ joins in with them. Jesse and Joey explain that just because they are guys, they have it in their blood to know football. Hmm. That's, that's an, they just implanted that idea into DJ's head right there. So keep that in mind that DJ now thinks that if you're not a guy, you can't know football. So now we are at the park where the family is sitting around and Jesse is playing a guitar. Michelle has a harmonica. A man walks by, a random guy, and puts some loose change into Jesse's guitar case. I guess this man thought they were like a homeless family, I guess. I thought this was cute, though. Jesse and Michelle are wearing matching hats. So how cute is that? And after the man drops the money into the guitar case, Michelle then looks into the case and then back at Jesse, 
acting as if she's just as surprised as him that they just got money from a stranger. And it is, I think, one of the cutest little Michelle moments. So Kimmy is now back. She's now here with them at the park. And I asked myself, um, why is Kimmy here? And my conclusion is because she's obsessed with Steve and needs to be wherever he is. She then offers Steve another one of her sandwiches, even though Steve says that he's already had three of them. So then DJ wants to make friendly conversation. So she says, speaking of basketball, even though no one was talking about basketball, but of course she, she wants to be <laughs> just one of the guys <laughs> in this situation. So she obviously did some kind of research regarding basketball history. So she could not only impress her dad, but Steve mainly too. And so he'll be best friends with her once again, happily ever after. So she goes on to say that Wilt Chamberlain scored the most points ever in an NBA game, which to this very day still holds the record for scoring 100 points in a single game on March the 2nd, 1962, when he played for the Philadelphia Warriors. Then DJ goes on to say that Moses Malone joined the league right out of high school, which is actually true. I did my research on that. Then DJ goes on to say that if the Bulls ever built their team around Michael Jordan, they'd be unstoppable, which, I mean, come on. Look at how the Bulls evolved over time. If you know anything about basketball, you know anything about the Bulls or Michael Jordan, the Bulls were essentially made famous because of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was, was is gee, the face of basketball. Come on now. So now Steve's face at this point is telling me that he is highly impressed with DJ's knowledge of such basketball trivia, along with the rest of the family at that. She then says, Okay, enough talk, time to play football. So they all get up to get into their positions. They are going to pick teams. Of course, Danny is a captain because, well, you know, it's his football. Jesse then also volunteers to be a captain too, and Joey jokes that it's because his hair looks like a helmet. <laughs> well, they all get into position to pick members for each team. Danny, again, of course, picks Steve first, and Jesse picks DJ. Danny then picks Kimmy because she told Danny if she's not on Steve's team, she'll die. <laughs> then goes on to say to Steve, way to go, big Steve, then proceeds to slap his butt. What is going through her mind? She literally just harassed him. And she... He doesn't even say anything to her. But of course, that's just... I guess it's just Kimmy for you. 
Now it's Jesse's turn to pick another member for his team. This time he picks Michelle, out of all people. So that leaves Stephanie and Joey up for the picking. Danny then picks Stephanie, and Joey then jokes saying that, somebody please pick me before a stray dog shows up. So this is interesting, another little theory that I may have had. So this might actually play into the fact that Joey was a lonesome kid, and maybe this indeed happened to him growing up, and he's really not joking all that much about it. So... If you think about Joey's life, this could have possibly actually happened to him. So Jesse then picks Joey because he feels bad for him. So then DJ is ready to play. They put Michelle in her playpen so she's not in the way, and they make the first play. DJ makes the first touchdown, and she does a little victory dance with Jesse and Joey, the same one that they did earlier. Then we pan over to Kimmy and Steve again, where Kimmy again slaps Steve on the butt. He does, he does speak up this time saying, I'm worried about you. DJ approaches Steve and says in an overly confident way, Steve, aren't we having the best time? Like, it's overly dramatic, you know, overly over the top. And he agrees, you know. So now the second round is on, and Kimmy goes to slap Steve's butt again, but he does stop her this time and says, don't even think about it. Thank you for speaking up for yourself, finally. They run the play, but Jesse gets her. Steve wants just the guys to play now, but DJ speaks up to state that just because their girls doesn't mean they can't play. She says, why don't we put the ball down and see what you guys are made of? So they start the game and Danny passes the ball to Steve, but is then intercepted by DJ who totally tackles him to the ground. It's supposed to be touch football. So her interception was completely unwarranted. She obviously did this for attention from Steve, but he is noticeably noticeably upset about it. They even argue about it for a minute. And DJ gets up, gets upset that Steve and Danny were right about her illegal tackle. She even goes farther by saying that Danny should just adopt Steve since he's a boy and Danny never had one. So if, if, My theory is correct about Wendy possibly being, because I, I, I did a little more thought about this, I really feel like Danny's sister, Wendy, is Steve's mother. Okay. If my theory is correct then now about Wendy possibly being the true mother of Steve and her giving him up for adoption, I feel like Danny knows this deep down but is keeping quiet about it here. He even looks away from DJ like, how could she know? But anyways, now DJ runs off crying and Danny runs after her. Everyone else then takes a break and Kimmy, do you want to just guess what Kimmy does right here? 
You're correct. She slaps Steve's butt again. We now see Danny and DJ on a park bench. I would say this is our first heart talk of the episode taking place on this park bench. Danny even asks her, what is all of this about? Why don't you adopt him stuff? It's because he knows what Wendy did. He knows. He has to. So that almost solidified my entire theory when I heard him say that. So DJ says, well, Dad, it's pretty obvious. Danny is giving extra special attention to Steve, and she is clearly jealous of it. Danny goes on to say that Steve's dad moved out last year, and Steve needs him right now. But DJ is still jealous because she wants to be just one of the guys. But she's a girl and she doesn't quite understand the dynamic of a male lifestyle. But she's also jealous of the fact that she's barely had any time to spend with him. But she has, just not what she wanted to do with him. Danny explains to her that maybe because Steve and DJ aren't as close as they used to be is because Steve has grown up a lot in the past two years and is becoming a young man. He understands DJ's having a hard time with this, but that has no that there was no reason behind her illegally tackling him down. DJ then becomes really condescending here by saying she's going to go get Michelle. She says then I'll just go get Michelle and Stephanie and we'll play Duck, Duck, Goose. Then she just gets up and walks away from her dad. Ugh. So Danny just sits there, like, defeated. So now, it is later in the day and we are back at the house where DJ is sitting on her bed. Somebody knocks on the door and it's Steve. He wants to talk to her says his schedule opened up. And I'm guessing Danny talked to Steve at some point and mentioned to him that DJ misses him as a buddy and wants to spend time with him too. So that may be the reasoning behind him going up there in the first place. But Steve really wants to know the real reason behind her tackling him. I mean, who wouldn't? Okay, so this I would consider to be the second heart talk in the episode between DJ and Steve. She explains to him that the reason behind her tackle was that she was mad at him. She says that she was really looking forward to him visiting and he didn't even want to go ice skating. Says she misses the old Steve and Steve goes on to say that he's the same Steve and then apologizes to her and says he wasn't thinking. Um, I really don't believe Steve should be the one apologizing here in this situation. It should be DJ. Should be DJ. Steve goes on to say, why don't we try to be friends again? DJ agrees to start over as friends. So Steve exits the room and re-enters... And they play it as if nothing at all happened between them. Then Steve offers to take her ice skating. To pacify her. To pacify her. Then they high five. And then they hug. And this hug is oh so special. 
and we will find out why. Unless you already know why when we get to our guest star appearances for this episode. But as far as the episode goes, that is it. Guys, that is it. The episode, season one, episode 18, just one of the guys. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a lot. I know it was a lot of like cool mystery findings, investigative work, blah, blah, blah. But I had a lot of fun doing this episode. And um, it's just one of those episodes that is... You know, we see a, we see a new guest star here. We have you know relative rivalry type of thing, and I don't know about you, but I have completely forgotten about the very first scene of Michelle getting measurements done. I don't know if you even remember that at this point. <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything um, at all. So I hope that you guys agree with my theory or my mom's theory, if you believe her, I do want to, I do want to um, hear your theories about where did Steve come from? Who are his parents? And how did he end up in Baltimore? That would be, you know, my theory, really <laughs> not to toot my own horn. But mm, yeah, I think my, my theory is pretty, pretty close to accurate. But uh, if I want to hear your guys's theories, so you can email me your theories, or if you have any questions or special trivia that you'd like to share with me, you can email me at fullhousepodcast01 at gmail.com. That's fullhousepodcast01 at gmail.com. So now, time for guest star appearances here in this episode. So, first and foremost, it's so delightful to see Mr. Kirk Cameron as Steve, everybody. Kirk Cameron, if you don't know, was a teenage heartthrob who starred in the show Growing Pains. He just happens to be the brother of our very own Candace Cameron. So that is why this episode is really special. I think it's really special for them in real life. And when I mentioned in the very beginning of the episode about her saying that Steve was like a big brother to her. So that's what I meant when I said that. I said, keep that in mind because it's kind of funny because <laughs> he's really her big brother in real life. So how cool is that? And now we have, they did give a credit for Andrea Barber as Kimmy. And they also do... They've been doing this for a while now, but they did have the same end credits for Mary-Kate and Ashley as Michelle as well. Okay, and that's it. That's all we have for guest stars today on our episode. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't even know what episode is, is actually next. I have to grab my paperwork here. Let's grab this paperwork and find out, shall we? Oh... I'm on the wrong page here. Let's see. Okay, our very next episode is going to be... We are now, ladies and gentlemen, on disc four, which is the last disc of season one. We have four episodes to do in season one. So the next episode that we are going to be doing is called The Seven Month Itch part one. So a little bit of a description for you here. So Jesse's romantic dinner for two loses its allure when the whole family joins in. 
fed up with it, Jesse moves out. So that's going to be, that's going to be really dramatic and fun. And I can't wait. So we'll see you in February for that one. That's the seven month itch part one. This is a two part episode. The first dual two part episode thing so far in the series. And I just want to thank you guys once again for tuning in to the What's This Full House Edition podcast. As always, my name is Amy, and I will see you next time. The Full House Edition podcast has no affiliation with Full House or the Warner Brothers Studio. The views and opinions given by the participants are theirs and theirs alone, and do not represent the companies that they happen to work for. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for continuing on to uh, listen. So I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about Bob. So where do I begin? A lot of you have heard or seen articles on what happened. But for those of you who don't know or haven't heard, Bob was found deceased last Saturday. A news hit on Sunday. I had gotten home from work when I received a text from my sister who told me. My response was, no, he's not. State your source. This is not true. Can't be true. And indeed it was. So I have not really ever talked about how Full House as a show has severely impacted my life. And I think now is a great time to bring it up. Um, as many of you maybe grew up watching this show, as I did, um, not all of you have had the many connections this show has brought me in my life. Many of the things that I do and say directly come from the show and has made me the person I am today. A big, big reason why I even started this podcast at all it's something so close to my heart and so close to the hearts of my family, namely my mom, that has brought us closer together. With the passing of Bob, I cannot express enough how special of a person he was, not only to Full House or the many shows and movies he worked on, not only to other fans, not only to the many people who worked side by side with him, but how special he was to me and my family. Without him, Full House would not have existed. So when I found out it was close to 9 p.m., I immediately called my mom to tell her, and she didn't believe me at first either. We talk every day, me and my mom, all the time. And ever since we found out about Bob, guess what our entire conversations have been about Bob. His impact just on one little person like myself should tell you what an extraordinary person he was. To see him on the screen just is heartbreaking and delightful at the same time. He will always remain in our hearts and we will remember him not only as America's dad, but as much, much, much more than that. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to the life and memory of Bob Saget. Thank you guys for joining me, and we will 
See you next time.